Yes, my friends, you are listening to the Positive Mind music and the Positive Mind here at 11 to 12 on Tuesdays now. We're excited about this new time because they discovered at BAI you need ideas, concepts, and guests at 11 o'clock instead of 4 o'clock to help you lead a more positively-minded life. In the studio today, Ben Starr. Hi there. That hasn't changed. I'm still here. And Nasima Diane Deemer. I'm here too. Yes, it's nice a change. A change. I don't think the positive mind has ever been on at this hour, but it kind of makes sense because now we have the one-two punch. We have the mental health hour, and then the physical health hour, um, and then the entertainment hour with Leonard Lopate. So three hours of programming, directly centered on you and your health and your enjoyment of life so it's a fortuitous thing and the genius of uh, linda perry and bertold reimers to put us here at 11 to 12 and uh you know it's a very different hour nasima and ben yes it like, is isn't your day very different at 11 o'clock than it is at four o'clock it sure is especially even just getting here physically yeah. right <laughs> right it's a different you know the t time of day you take the subway or time of day you move through the city through the area right can completely change your experience of doing so isn't it so you're a commuter ben yeah you're yeah. almost on the com commuter hour i think commuter hour ends at 10 mm. right the uh, rush hour from 7 to 10 or 6 30 6 to 10. to 10. so not like happy hour which is five to ten <laughs> but that's a different hour so we are happy to be here glad to make the change glad to bring you that music and the ideas that we're going to bring you today to help you lead a more positively minded life today we're going to talk about change in general you know i mean last week you heard brenda shoshana on the show with us talking about anger and emotions and the anger diet and and letting yourself have emotion and then drop it Letting yourself feel the emotion, to see the emotion, mm -hmm. have it reach its peak, and then just for today, just for now, to let the emotion go. And many of you called us and liked this hour that we were on and liked that we were talking about emotions and talking with Brenda Shoshana about anger. We're going to talk more with her and do more shows on emotions because, hey, emotions are what makes us feel alive. Emotions. Right, so we're going to get back to emotions next week, but be because we we're making big changes and the world is changing outside our doors, we thought we'd spend a session of an hour talking about change. How are you with change? Are you ready for a change? When the first whispers of fall came to you on a wind, did you feel a change coming? How do you feel about the change that's coming? Do you get prepared? for fall do you get prepared for winter you don't need to get so prepared for summer right but people need to get prepared for fall and winter i mean fall is traditionally the harvest time you got to get prepared to bring in that harvest a lot of labor is required so you need to marshal all your resources to bring in that harvest so people typically have to take a pause during fall and muster all their resources to get ready. And then in winter, you know, these are harsh times in winter. Hibernation. Hibernation, uh, if we could, <laughs> right? We wouldn't, wouldn't it be great to be a bear for four months <laughs> during winter? 
Um, but, you know, what do we do in winter? We go out in weather that's 60 degrees different or 80 degrees different yes. than our internal temperature. <laughs> that's, you got to prepare for that. And we, and we live in a, cl- in a climate area zone where there are these great changes in weather. And, and I think it does impact how you feel mentally, emotionally, physically. It does. Talk about a little bit for our, our audience, and then we're going to take calls about how you're prepared for fall coming up. What do you do? Do you pause? Do you take time? Do you think in advance? Do you think creatively, proactively about the fall that's coming in? I know this time of year we get a lot of calls at the center for people who are suffering what we call seasonal affective disorder. And it's as subtle as a change of the light outside your window that some people don't understand that how could the change of light out, outside affect your mood to the point where you feel hopeless and feel there's no point in going on in life. Mm. That's what seasonal affective disorder can do. And we, we're getting calls about that right now. A lot of people suffer from it in February. And uh, because the light is at its shortest point, but they also feel it very much in the fall, in late August, early September. Did you notice the light change out there? I noticed it. August 26th, 2 in the afternoon, (laughs) the light on 57th Street changed. It had that kind of silverly stabbing quality to it. You know, I think, Kevin, the, the changing of the seasons and our reaction to it are metaphors because mm. just as the seasons are cyclical just as we go through these patterns year after year we go through new seasons that's yeah. what a human life is too a human life mm. it's a series of cycles it's a series of changes mm. and periods right yeah. yeah many many eras within the greater human life mm. Mm. i wonder that's a really good question ben i wonder if people in the northeast um, or people in, who are in climates that change are more aware of, of the processes and changes of life. Like, I mean, if you grew up in the Caribbean or if you live in mm. Florida or if you live in a place where it's the Arctic, the same <laughs> temperature, <laughs> even the yeah. Arctic, right. <laughs> are you aware of developmental changes, developmental processes that people who That's regularly, I mean, yeah. we are exposed to change here in the Northeast we say it's four times a year. I really think there are six seasons, you know. Every two months are mm. seasons, right? So September, you know, July and August, you know. Yeah, uh, that's like and, the height and of summer. May and June are mid, you know, are introductory summer, mm-hmm. you know. And mm-hmm. July and August are real summer. September right. and October are fall. And, you know, uh, uh, November, December are late right. fall. Those are more you like know, transitional December times. is like, can that qualify as fall? Well, it ends on, on December 21st. Kind of half and yeah. half, yeah. but it, to you know to, to well, get back to that point, I do think that when you think about holidays, a lot of the holidays we celebrate are about the passage of time in one way or another. Mm-hmm. So whether you're celebrating a birthday, whether you celebrate uh, New Year's, right? You mentioned that fall is a harvest season, so Thanksgiving is just like a harvest celebration. Right. It's really a celebration of the end of the fall season. Yes, you yeah. know, yeah. or yes. even going back to earlier celebrations, where people would celebrate the equinox or the solstice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the mm. things that we celebrate and the things that we mark are about the passage of time, which implies yeah. a change. Yeah. And when you think about people's attitudes towards birthdays, 
Right. As a kid, right. as a kid it's the most exciting thing in the Milestones, world. Milestones, right. So once yes. you get to a certain age, right. people dread birthdays, <laughs> right? Because it's, it's a reminder. Mm. I, things are changing. Yes. I'm aging. And yeah. this is like fundamentally mm. so difficult existentially for, for us to wrap our minds around. Yeah, but you bring up something that we have to do with our minds, right? Mm-hmm. I think the last happy birthday many people have is 29. I don't even know about that, Kevin. You know, okay, but yeah, but I'm hypothesizing. But 29, but here comes 30, and then what? You now, don't now pay it's, attention. Now it's serious. Now, yeah, so you don't pay attention yeah. to that until 40 comes, and that's a milestone. 50 is a milestone, and 60 is a milestone, like and you, regi- you, re- you register <laughs> the changes that you've been through. So we, you're right, Ben. We have these markers that we need to pay attention to to assess where are we. How are we feeling? What's going on? And, of course, after 29, when you hit the, everybody knows, we share this in common, we all don't like turning 30. We all don't like turning 40. We all don't like turning 50. So the positive mind accepts that as a reality, accepts that as a fact. And we find ways to, yes, to, to celebrate that we are alive, that we're still alive, and that, that we have a lot of living to do, that life doesn't make sense to be over at 29 so since it doesn't make sense on a logical basis i have to supply the thinking the activities the feelings that will remind me that life living life past 29 is worthwhile and and it seems like these transitions these phases these milestones are tinged with that sort of nostalgia of like oh what used to be how it used to be, mm. what, 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 you know, what was special about it. Like, even just like, you know, summer into fall, it's like, ah, oh, the nostalgia of like, ah, oh, those warm days are over. Yes. The, the, the sort of freedom of that time is over. And that, you know, I think that creates some of the anxiety and the angst mm-hmm. in those times. Because mm. it's like, you need to let go of that. It's yeah. like things are moving, things are changing. It's hard to let go. So if you're someone that finds it hard to let go of these things, these times could be more challenging for you Mm. and it's something to look at and I think we're going to talk a little bit about how to sort of move through change in a little more graceful way. We are going to talk about the second half but you you changed Mm -hmm. the question that I want to ask for callers and we're going to be taking your calls 212-757-5555. How do you celebrate the fall? How do you not, like Nasima is saying, hold on to nostalgia of summer. Of summer. Because nostalgia can become pathological. I mean, if you're always living in the past and yearning and longing for experiences of the past, it can become pathological. Mm-hmm. And so that any kind of change that comes your way is a trauma, is so very, very difficult to handle because your mind is so used to looking back and experiencing life in the past. So rather than ask how do you adapt to fall let's ask if people can give us some positive things about the fall and how you approach it uh for our callers again it's 212-757-5555 i want to go back to nasim's point about nostalgia which i think is so critical i think so much of the passage of time and the changing process when we see changes around us changes in our home in our family in our personal life so much of that can be linked back to nostalgia. Mm. Mm. It's such a powerful emotion. It is. And uh, in, my, in my personal experience, there's no season, there's no time of year 
that has a stronger nostalgia component than kind of what we're going through right now, which is the end of summer, yeah. transition into September. Yeah. I mean, I tell you, I've, I've said this before mm. on this show, on these airwaves, but when I see in mid-August, I go to the store and I see the signs <laughs> oh gosh, the back-to-school sale. Yeah. Mm, July. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I see but those yeah. signs right. and the advertisements, mm. back-to-school deals, supplies. Mm-hmm. Mm. I feel, yeah, I'm, I haven't been a student in years, but I feel a physical resentment mm. <laughs> yes. inside, there right? There should be a law. The feeling <laughs> of dread that the summer is going to end. And that, again, that's tied to the nostalgia yeah. of being a young kid mm. and, and seeing those back-to-school signs as a young kid and saying, no, I yeah. have time. There's yeah. I have weeks that's to go. Right. Let me be alone. <laughs> yes. You know? 212-757-5555. It's 212-757-5555. We're taking your calls. We're talking about change as we transition into the fall season. And uh, I think, it, it, you know, Nassima, you also made a good point. It can be very traumatic for a lot of us to deal with change because it's uh, mm. it's scary. It's, it's un- moving towards the mm. unknown. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And um, there are, you know, like ways that we can think about it that might be a little more expansive. You're, you're mentioning, uh, Ben, the going back to school. And when I think about that, like now as I witness these back to school sales i'm like god i wish i could go back to school (laughs) (laughs) i wish i could you know buy all the paper and like Mm. the excitement of it too there was a certain excitement because you're going back into a routine that maybe was supportive of you that felt good and it's like oh where everybody told me what to do now i have to think about what i have to do myself right so it was kind of i'm like there's a part of that that it's like oh it would be nice do you think the stores are doing you a favor to try and get you psychologically ready to go, b- our youngsters to go back to school by having these sales in late July yeah, and I August. So. No, come on, it's all for profit. It's well. all for profit reasons. But you know, <laughs> that's just a little bit of a joke. Yeah. But you, you know, we do talk about stages of change, and we're going to talk about in the second half hour of the show because there are some things that people really need to change. Mm-hmm. Everybody needs to change something. Everybody wants to change something, and we're going to ask. What is it about you that you want to change in you? I mean, right? I mean, yeah. I, I have things I want to change. Oh, yeah. Not, not just behaviors, but qualities of myself. I, mm. I tend to interrupt people sometimes because I, I'm eager to get to some point, some commonality, some thing that we can all agree on. And I want to change that. Mm. You know, so people, everybody has some project or some quality in themselves that they want to change, but also there are big changes. So if you're a cigarette smoker or you're, an, uh, and you're a substance abuser, if you're a gambler, if you, you, know, you have trouble with your impulses, um, if, you're, you know, if you misbehave, if you're abusive, um, if you're any of the types of Enneagram qualities that we're going to talk about also uh, on this show at this hour between 11 and 12, any of those things that you want to change, we're going to be talking about that in the second half hour. But this first half hour, we want to get your calls at 212-757-5555. We haven't changed the nature of our show. We, we count on you people to call us. Uh, we love getting your calls. We love getting your, your feedback. And our old callers, we have to track them down and get them to tune in between 11 and 12. Well, and I also you know, welcome any new callers and new listeners in this hour. Um, we're very excited to meet you and you know, speak with you live here 
on the positive mind. We we love meeting new people and hearing new ideas and new concepts that yes. support our story. And any ideas happening. people want us to do for shows. I mean, mm-hmm. so many people loved our show last week, and we're going to have guests on our show, and we're getting really strong guests lined up uh, between now and the holidays. So um, any guests you think we might want, you can send them to me, Kevin, at thepositivemind.com. And we will tailor shows to you, but leave your phone number also so I can talk about it with you. 212-757-5555. How about a dramatic change? You know, it's not so dramatic outside between summer and fall just yet. Yesterday was. Yes. Yesterday was uh, the wind of fall was out there all day long. Today Mm -hmm. it's like the humidity of summer is back. Right. So how do we adapt to change? You know, your ability to handle change is a good sign of your mental health, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, and some people who become sort of rigid around change can have a a really hard time. Mm. And that that is like the best, I think, word for it. There's a certain rigidity, a resistance to change. It's happening. Change is happening all around us. Mm. And if we try to prevent it, you know, it just becomes a tension in mm. your body, in your mind, your jaw, your head. Yeah. <laughs> then you want to go to your window and say, I'm yeah. fed up. I don't want to take it anymore. Right. Remember Norman Beale and yeah. Network where he said it get, it's gotten to the way so people don't want to go out anymore. People oh. don't want to interact. People don't want to change. People don't want to learn. Pe- all they want to do is be left alone. Let me go to my job. Please leave me alone. And they get closed in. And do not want to face any change. Yeah. That the changes that are coming at them are so incomprehensible. Right. That they, they don't know how to protect themselves other than to shut down. How about you? Are you guarded against change? Do you welcome change? In psychology, there's something called openness to experience versus closed to experience. Mm. Do you look for new experiences do you have new experiences are you looking to have new experience or are you doing the same experience all the time this is a quality that therapists evaluate for when we meet clients how open is this person because it tells us if they're open to experience then they're going to be open to change Mm -hmm. and frequently they're coming to therapy because they want to change something. They have a feeling, they have depression, they have anxiety, they have worries, you know, they have an incredible immobility, sadness. And if they're not open to suggestions by the therapist, if they're not open to experiencing something different, all the therapy in the world isn't going to work. So we, we're taking your calls, 212-757-5555. We have Dow on the line. Hi, thanks for calling in. Hi, um, so great show as always. Hey. And I like the new time spot, so it's closer to the old time spot from way yes, back Yes, from then. one to two. Yes, right. it's perfect. Oh, we're glad um, you're still tuning in with us now. Yeah, on and off, um, okay. you know, when I can find you, but it's, it's, it's always been a great show and really insightful. Okay. Um, so for me, um, what I realized... Um, Maybe an easy adjustment is when you get to actually enjoy the summer and play a lot more. Yeah. Um, because I think you, you really, you know, indulge in it mm. and enjoy it. Yeah. And then when fall comes around, 
um, there is that feeling of melancholy, but also allowing yourself to feel that because there's something really pressures in that moment as well. Mm. Um, we have to say goodbye to certain things, but we also mm. know it's coming back again. So, you know, and with the fall come all these other great things like if, you know, if you can afford it, like go out, buy new clothes, mm. buy new boots, you know. And and that's very consumeristic, but um, you know, with it also comes digging out those clothes, yeah. and then inching towards you know the holidays, which of course for many people have their other sets of problems. But mm. there too, I feel like I've managed to look forward to that as well in terms of um, you know just time off and again yeah. learning how to enjoy the moment when you can. I think. And that's made it a lot easier, I think. Tell us about the pleasure of putting on boots in the, <laughs> in the, in the, in the fall now, <laughs> right? Well, somehow boots in July don't make sense, but somehow boots in October, there's a, there's a good feeling to that, right? There's, there's a there lot. is, right. but you'd be surprised. You know, many people wear boots all year round. Um, okay. And what they look like. Um, but, you know, there's always new stuff coming out, and and I guess, you know, the summer you spend in sandals, and the first time you slip into your sandals, that's a great feeling, sure. a I feeling agree. of freedom. Yeah. And then, you know, but it's like you can't have everything all the time. And for me, I get bored when I have the same thing over and over. Yeah. So so I need variety, and, and that you know, harnesses a lot of excitement for me, so. Totally, totally agree with you. But you get prepared for the fall, right? I mean, you know it's coming, and you know the melancholy is coming a little bit, and you're kind of ready for it? Kind of, and you know what I always find amazing is, so you, you have your summer, and you inch towards Labor Day, and for some reason, I don't know if it's a climate thing or whatever, but the minute Labor Day hits, the heat is gone. <laughs> like, <laughs> it might right. come back, but those for one or two days, days after but then Labor it's a, Day, yeah. it's like, oh shoot, fall's yeah. really here. Yes, you know, exactly. you don't you don't feel that beach summer anymore, that's and it. and it's just over. That's it. I you know, totally agree with you. That's why we <laughs> that's why we want to do that show because I was sort of slammed hmm. with the awareness that Monday of Labor Day. You're like. <laughs> this is it. That's it. This is no matter oh. no matter what the temperature tomorrow is going to be. This is it. It's over. Right. So, yeah. Dow, That's thank it. you so much for calling and staying with us. Thank Keep you. Keep looking for okay. us between this hour. Thanks. Sure. Bye. Thank bye. Two one two seven five seven five 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 is the number to call. Uh, you are listening to the Positive Mind only on ninety nine point five FM WBAI New York City. I'm Ben Starr here with Kevin O'Donohue, Nasima Diane Deemer. And we're talking about change today, the difficulties of it. Yes, on a surface level, we talk about the change in seasons, but mm. there's so much more, you know, it, it becomes such a metaphor for the more profound changes that we're all experiencing consistently, regardless of the time of year. And uh, mm. we want to we hear about that in your life as well. Yeah. Um, so, again, yeah. the number to call, 212-757-5555. You know, I said, Ben, that being prepared for change is a sign of mental health and that the people that are floored by change who aren't ready for it, you know, that there's been some le lingering issues. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, Nesima, you're a trauma specialist. Th there's, like, trauma, they're often saying trauma uh, is often 
prevents. No, it, but it's it's it, the the groundwork <laughs> for a trauma is laid before mm. the trauma actually happens in 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 some cases, right? Like um, there's a vulnerable pre-existing vulnerability yes. to trauma, and I think people who have a hard time with tra- change can also be susceptible to this kind of trauma because they're set in the ways they're not expecting anything different than what they've gotten when they're faced with right. it they have this extreme reaction yeah sorry i just have a took in my throat um there you know trauma trauma can set you up in a way that makes it very difficult to make changes because <coughs> excuse me um when you when you're working with a traumatized system it's very fearful when you have a lot of fear in your system, you want things to stay the same because things are predictable. Trauma was an un- was an overwhelming, unpredictable thing. Right. So change becomes an unpredictable thing, and mm-hmm. it can be overwhelming. And so when I work with clients around trauma and change, it's like let's see, let's sort of imagine and see. You know, it's like how does that change, you know, look first in your mind, and now how does it feel in your body? Mm. And because you can imagine all kinds of changes, like you maybe want to stop smoking, but you haven't really dealt with the underlying anxiety and, and fear that, that the smoking is medicating. So yeah. we have to sort of work with that first. I want to talk resilience. more about that. Yeah. Number to call is 212-757-5555. We have Mark from the Bronx on the line. Thanks for calling, Mark. Hey, thank you. Good morning. Good, Good morning. morning, Mark. You like this hour for us? Oh, what a great show. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Good <laughs> you know, And you know... Um, I want to say I think Armand DeMille will be very happy. Oh, thank you. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah, happy yeah, to we, hear that. Glad you yeah, said his name. Yeah, we miss Armand. Yes, yeah. Sure. I just want to say this is really just a, a, a wonderful time of year. Well, to me, I love all the change of seasons. Okay. Because, because every change of season, for me, I'm approaching 60 years old, and I've been through some changes, yeah. but I'm looking at the overall picture of the universe a little differently. Hmm. As far as what do I, what must I do to maintain what I have achieved so far in my life? Proactive. I I know what I, I, I really know the mistakes I've made that I don't want to repeat again. Right. So the question is, Mark, how do you start repeating the mistakes? Totally <laughs> perfect. So so yeah. real quick, I won't I won't drag it out too long. I'm trying with different ritual ways to learn how to control myself Mm. in everything I do. Mm. Now the change of the seasons come in by doing certain ritual patterns with Mother Earth. Yes, sir. I must respect my mother, which is the Earth, and all that it offers me to utilize at certain times. But, Mm. But guess what? My, my flesh and blood mother didn't teach me all that. Yeah. Mm. Mommy, mommy and daddy loved them dearly, but they're past now, but they didn't teach me how to control myself. I had to learn that through experience. Mm. Yeah. So that's what I want to share is that I think, I think where we're falling short is that we become miserable through change that occurs through inevitability because we didn't have control of it in the first place. Mm-hmm. And that's why we and go so down. Taking control is what you yes. have done. Yeah. Hey, Mark, before you go, listen, yeah. I, I'm going to pull an Armand DeMille on you. <laughs> All right? Okay, okay, okay. Tell me about your dad. My father was a prideful, fast-moving man mm. who really was, who really 
as I see him, yeah. he wanted control but never had it. Mm. Oh. He, mm. he was a manager of, of various restaurants. Okay. He was a good man, mm. but of course he wasn't perfect. He made sure. some mistakes that I saw. Uh, loved him dearly, Sounds but nice. he also disappointed me at the same time. Gotcha. But you know, you learned yes. something there. You, you, yes. you're a man in control, as much as uh, as you can be. Yes. And you take you take control. You take advantage. You you and prepare. You prepare ahead of time too. to mm -hmm. stay in yeah. control. Yeah. Yep. Mark, um, thank you so right, much. Thank we want you to keep calling this time. Yeah. So thanks, thanks, my friend. I'll stay tuned. Have thank a, you. Peace and love. Peace and love. love. Thank you so much, Mark. What a great caller. Isn't it great? Yeah. What a great caller. You're listening to The Positive Mind here on 99.5 FM, WBAI, and we're continuing to take your calls about change, your experience of it. It's a very difficult thing. It can be a very traumatic thing. And it can be a very powerful thing yeah. if we allow it yeah. to be. Yeah. If we embrace it. You can yeah. learn so much through it. So, again, that number to call, 212-757-5555. We'll be back shortly after this with more of your calls.
sounds of John Lee Hooker with Carlos Santana. Two men, individually giants in their own right, mm. getting together on one track. You're listening to The Positive Mind here on 99.5 FM in our new time. Yes, we have changed the time slot. We're now on Tuesdays from 11 to noon. But what has not changed is the fact that we're continuing to bring you ideas, concepts, and guests trying to keep a positive mind. What has not changed is the caliber of music that we attempt to bring you week in and week out. We try to bring you positive, conscious music. Got to thank you for that, Ben. Um, ben Starr of finding that tune for us. And just like Michael said, I think Mark said, I think Armand would be proud that Ben Starr is continuing to find us the most appropriate and greatest music. Well, I'll tell you what, that's, um, I, I've always been a fan of Carlos Santana yeah. and John Lee Hooker oh, yeah. separately, individually. Of course, yeah. But actually, Armand introduced that song to me. Did he really? That wow. specific song. Wow. So big uh, big thank you to him and everything he's done for me personally. Yes, me We're too. We're taking your calls at 212-757-5555. We have Jim on the line. Hi, Jim. Hi, how are you? Good. And by you. the way, the Armand DeVille had a very particularly warm personality and an outstanding personality, unusual. Uh, absolutely, yes, one of a kind. He was so open to experience, Jim. Uh, yes. this, this quality I talked about earlier in the show, that his voice itself could just make anybody feel warm and relaxed and at ease. So I totally uh, agree with you. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I'm, I'm going to speak like in more generic terms. Sure. Uh, we have this coming up uh, in about two or three days. We have the Harvest Moon. Yes, we do. A right. a and that, you know, that uh, is associated also with Thanksgiving, the end of the season, and preparing for winter, and, uh, and being thankful. Mm -hmm. and, and also, we have the Jewish holiday coming up right after uh, Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, which Rosh Hashanah is, uh, is September 30th, and we have the holiday of Sukkot, which... Whether people are Jewish or not, in New York, you have seen those little booths that Jewish people built that outside must be their a home. That must be a big change for the Jewish people, right? To get ready for this big week of holiday. Uh, are you right. Jewish? Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I am Jewish. I actually live right in the Hasidic section of so how do you how do you get ready for the season? Because it's a change. It's symbolic change of some kind. Uh, how do you get ready for it? How do you experience uh, yeah. it? Well, this month of Elul, which leads up to Rosh Hashanah, is considered the month of repentance, preparing to repent, uh, correct our ways, uh, even in little ways, like if, uh, this little thing that we didn't do, we should do it now, or, or, or things that we did, we shouldn't do now. And we have 10 days of repentance that fall between, the days of repentance fall between Rosh Hashanah and Kippur, and we're leading up to it. And does that prepare uh, you to celebrate? That, yes, that as, a, as, a, as, a, as a matter of fact, uh, uh, young uh, Kippur is not, even though it's a fast day, it's not considered a day of mourning. It's, it's considered a young Kippur, a holiday, because of forgiveness for sins, for certain sins between man and God, not between man and man. I see. A sin between, a sin between man and man has to be dealt with on a personal level. Yes. Okay? I, yeah. And I, I, I want to say one more thing. Go ahead. Uh, about uh, the, the pagan holidays uh, uh, occurring around uh, January 1st, Okay. There is a there is a, a reference to that how it started in 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 the Jewish uh, books uh, uh, Talmud okay. uh, when Adam and Eve Adam and Eve were created around Russia sometime as as complete human beings and when they sinned with the the snake instead of the apple 
uh, they were banished, you know, from the garden. And they started seeing the days getting shorter and shorter. Oh. And they thought was that they a punishment? Thought the war, That's a punishment. They thought, yeah, but they thought the world was coming to an end. Of course. And and, right. and after the December twenty first, when the days started getting longer and longer again, and they noticed that around January first, the differential, so they rejoiced. Hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. a that's a good reason to do it. Um, yeah. Just just one thing from you, Jim, is how do you find some pleasure around the ho- this upcoming holiday for you, or in the fall in general? Well, it, it, well let's say with the holiday in general, we, we are actually commanded to be happy. Okay, we're, we're but I'm asking how you do it. Okay. Well, you know, one one of the ways is is within the guidelines of you know of getting new clothes and. Okay, that's what, I want to, that's what I want to hear. Jim, we and, thank you and, for your call. Keep calling us between this hour, 11 and 12, okay? I enjoyed it. And have, have a, a great, day. have a good holiday, too, coming up. Yeah, thanks. 212-757-5555. We have calls backed up, but we are taking your calls. We have Screener Louie out there doing a fabulous job at this hour. Thanks, Louie. Uh, 212-757-5555. Now, see, my, I did want to get back to... The, the experience of trauma and not being prepared for change. I think Jim talks about a good point of getting ready, 10 days of repentance leading up to a change, this seasonal celebration. Mm-hmm. But about trauma again, can you say a little bit more because we were cut off by the musical break? Yeah, well, I mean, trauma uh, can can make it just more difficult to make changes in your life. That's um, Because you, you've kind of lost a certain level of resilience and trust in yourself right, right. sometimes. And it takes a lot of trust in yourself to decide to make the change, to trust that the change is going to be better for you, mm-hmm. to trust that you're going to be okay going through the rough parts of change. Yeah. And you need a certain level of resilience, a, a, a certain size of container of yourself that can sort of hold through those times. I, I personally, like I'm trying to change my diet and when, you know, it's like I see the cookies in front of me, I'm like, I really have to be okay with, with that mm. sensation of like, I really want the cookie, but I'm not going to eat mm-hmm. the cookie because mm-hmm. yeah, I feel better I if I don't. I hope we can get to that discussion yeah. a little bit because there are six stages of change, but we have another caller on yeah, the line. I, I also wanted to yeah. just mention based off of what Nasima just said, is change as trauma. And we heard in, yeah. in the last hour on WBAI, Kathy Davis talking about the upcoming anniversary of 9-11. Yes. Yeah. And when you want to talk about an event that at its foundational core was mm. a collective trauma, a collective yeah. change. Totally unprepared. That we all went through, uh, not just on the local level, yeah. right, on a national and global level. Yeah, yeah um, everything's changed. Everything, the world has changed right, now and, because and of this. People look yeah. at the world in terms of like before and after 9-11. Yeah. yeah. Right. And we, uh, yeah, and we forgot to mention that we're we're so happy to be following Kathy Davis, who's been uh, with BAI for over twenty years now, I think, something like that. And so for us to be between Kathy Davis and Gary Null and Leonard Lopate, uh, this it's not even a trifecta; it's a, it's a quad be. quadfecta. It's a great place that to we're be. so happy to, for this change. But I think you're right, Ben. I think nine eleven changed everything and remember the beauty of that day uh, the nature wise yeah. the sky wise the light wise right that day i mean what i was talking about earlier in the show when august 25th when the light changed like that mm-hmm. light on september 11th mm-hmm. that i can immediately 
make an association to that day. Yeah, so. and that's and that's where like the sort of PTSD can sort of be a part of what people feel as we move into this time of year, especially these days around 9/11. Everybody might feel a little little bit on edge, a little bit of that yeah. collective PTSD. Absolutely. Taking your calls at two one two seven five seven five 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 five. We have Joseph on the line. Hello, Joseph. Yeah, hi guys. Uh, hi. My question would be, uh, you know, if you look at technology and maybe having this in a particular job market or something, and now the next tier of technology seems to oust you, uh, you know, now what you've got AI is is uh, you yeah. know at another level. Uh, is that depressing and it's you? It's ubiquitous. Yeah. It's depressing you, Joe. No, not me personally, but I'm uh, observing it, uh, mm -hmm. you know, in certain cases with certain people where, you know, they might not be able to duplicate what they're making and anything else due mm -hmm. to the technology. And, uh, you know, in other words, it's not a plan B in place where they can make that, that amount of money. Right, but I hear it's sort of scaring you. I mean, am I wrong? Pick. What am I picking up? Are you... No, uh... You know, uh, I'm just wondering a little bit with, for example, like they said with the chess. Now, originally they had computers that could play chess, and, uh, and you know, they just programmed all the known chess moves. Now they have computers that can make up their own chess moves from scratch. Okay. And it is a little bit scary there in a sense that is some of this stuff going to create stuff yeah. That's out there that is going to be, uh, you, you know, unknown and maybe, you yeah, know, malevolent. Yeah. So it sounds like something worth being frightened about. Yeah. In, in general. And, yeah. How, and how do you manage that fright, that fear? How do you manage it? Uh, well, I, I, one of the coping mechanisms for myself, I have a base of running five to ten miles, you know, that consistently. Totally yeah, helps. you know, and, and that for me is a nice space where I right. feel a little bit emboldened physically and mentally from that, you know. Absolutely. That's a great piece. Uh, it is. A, a reminder for people. Yeah, and sometimes having like that one thing that you can sort of hold on to that you can control, like a healthy thing especially, is a right. wonderful way to move through these changes because it's like, okay, no matter what AI is doing, I can still go for my run. Right. But what about the fall, Joe? How can you make one thing that you can do about the fall? Because you sound like a guy who enjoys the summer. <laughs> but how about going into the fall? What's one thing that you do to maybe make fall uh, okay? Uh, well, fall's still okay, you know, but I, I'm more of, a, like I said, an endless summer person, so uh, it, it yeah, is a I little bit of a, a dip, you yeah. know, especially with less sunlight and stuff like that, so uh, yeah. maybe more music would be good. I, yeah, more, yeah, there you go. Listen, tune into Ben Starr. We're going to get him a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Joe, well, thanks, more tunes. Thank, yeah. th thanks for the call, Joe. Yeah. Thank you, Joseph. Bye -bye. And, uh, you know, I, I agree that um, the idea of where we're heading technologically yeah. is change in a way that is pretty unsettling. I mean, there's something like mm. up to half of all jobs in the next 10, 20 years are at serious risk of being automated. Yeah. Yeah. And I've, and I've heard people talk about how this being, you know, even more 
significant than the industrial revolution. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's mm-hmm. it's 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 going to be very difficult let's in these talk next years. So, so let's talk about the stages of change, Nassim and Ben, because uh, while we want to make um, changes on an individual basis, we also need to change uh, be prepared for changes happening societally. And so there's something called the stages of change that make adapting to these changes a little easier if not a lot easier for for instance if we're going to have ai technology taking over the planet we need to prepare Mm -hmm. for that Mm -hmm. you one as an individual need to prepare and i think this even with trauma what you're talking about you revisit the trauma with people if 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 it's there if they're capable of handling it do you revisit the trauma but 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 more so i help encourage like these healthy sort of experiences and different experiences in the body that mm-hmm. help you have the direct experience of like i'm okay and not okay at the same time like you know okay. the simple one of like i see the cookie right. i want the cookie but i know it, i'm going to be better if i don't eat the cookie and i just have to sort of surf the urge as a friend of mine okay. says sure. of sure. wanting the you know it's like and knowing that I'll be okay if so I don't have the So it's being cookie. able to handle two states of being and at being once being able to handle those two states mind. of being because because that's what's going to come up when you make a change mm-hmm. the desire to go back the desire to have everything the way it was the desire Got it. all those right. things are going to be felt in your body mm-hmm. and if they have traumatic couplings if if there's a lot of you know, material along with that, it makes it very difficult to make a change. Mm. And so I also encourage people who have a hard time making change that this might be sort of at the core of it. And maybe you need to work a little more on like, okay, maybe a couple of rituals that will help me feel like I'm doing something good for myself, like Mm -hmm. going five to 10 miles run. That's great if you can do that. Or if it's, you know, having a cup of tea or going for a walk, you know, just simple things that you can do to support yourself through these rough times of change. Mm. And, you know, it's, it's, it's really important. And these, these stages Mm. kind of help that too, because it helps your mind sort of get oriented. Correct. And I was, I want to do some research on preparation for change. What we've found here is the six stages of change, but I also think preparing for change, envisioning change, there Mm -hmm. has to be some research and studies on, uh, similarly to trauma, if you can prepare, let's say veterans before they go to war Mm -hmm. for certain types of wartime exposures, Mm -hmm. that this might um, reduce the vulnerability to Absolutely. trauma yeah. that they they'll experience if they'd never even w- you know understood what's ahead of them. Right, right. Two one two seven five seven five 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 five. We'll be taking your calls as we approach the end of this hour. I want to thank those of you who have called in. We have uh, Kylene on the line. Hello. Hi. How are you? Hi. Hey, you us. found us at this hour. I'm sorry. You found us at this hour, eleven to twelve. Yes, I did. I found you. I was just like, wow. Like, it, I was thinking about this, and it's like crazy how that works. But I, I, I just um, on the subject of trauma. Real quick, do you have us on speakerphone, Akali? Um, on Bluetooth, yeah. Is there is there any way that we could not be? It's just there's, there's a lot of background noise. Hello. Yeah, it's much better. Okay. Is that better? That's yes. much better. You sounded like you were at the ocean. So, on the subject of, of trauma, I'm sorry, I hear I couldn't hear you for one second because. <laughs> That's okay. Go ahead. So I, I grew up uh, in a pretty, I guess, dysfunctional house, and uh, 
a lot of stuff happened to me when I was younger, sexually molested, violence, and you know, physical, mental abuse, all that. Yeah, and yeah. I kind of, at, when you're young, you don't really think about it. You know, you just you're resilient. And and then I got into my teens, and of course, I, uh, I started experimenting with uh, self-medication, bad, bad road for years. And right. I recently, I, I recently was able to um, stop everything, and and I'm, I guess, what you would call clean. And now my brain is just like everything is hitting me like bricks, like intense, and yeah. I'm. Mm -hmm feel paralyzed almost like I have to reteach myself how to live as a human being mm -hmm. and like I look back and I think how was I happy how did I do it before I was how was I a functional like part of society without breaking down or having mm -hmm. anxiety or like and I don't know it's just really something I think about all the time whether it's dopamine levels that are off or if it's something do that ever, it's just do you ever scream do you ever go f somewhere where you can have emotions and just express them <laughs> wildly I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a singer and a songwriter, so I write all the time, but I never scream, no, but that sounds like an awesome... Uh, no, because it sounds like <laughs> you're at this place, and this is not a bad place, Kylene. This is actually a good place, because you bore it as a young person. You were able to get through it, and, and you, you, you took these self-medication steps and whatever to manage it when it was bubbling up. Now it's really bubbling up for you. Now you need yeah, yeah. you need to be in a safe place where you can have these feelings and just go wild with them and just get them out of your body, out of your system. I, How does I, that sound I really, to you? It sounds like I've been trying to. There's this issue. Sometimes I feel stuck. Like I, I overthink. I'm going to overanalyze everything just in general. Mm -hmm. And I overanalyze and nitpick every thought. And I feel like sometimes I'm getting stuck in the circle and the, the vicious cycle of yeah. it. But trying to understand the root of, you know, like what's causing it. And it's just, yeah, that's know, not going to help you. That's not going to help. You want to get out of your head. You don't want to analyze. Yeah. You've done the analysis. You saw the reasons. Yeah. You've even saw why you were abused or how you were abused. You've been able to actually hang in there with that and do I think that. I do it as a crutch, you know, because I'm too scared to move forward. It's a fear. It's paralyzing fear of, like, what if I fail or what if I, you know, it's just uh, I, the whole trauma thing, really. I'm just glad you guys. Yeah, about yeah, it. yeah. No, I think what it is, you're very open. You're ve you have your um, access to your emotions and your feelings. You need to find someone who you can just go to and so who, who's going to cut I also cut, cut you a off. Divorce and now I'm living with someone, and mm -hmm. it's great. But now I've become a hermit where I don't talk to any of my friends, and uh. I just don't don't use social media. And mostly because I feel ashamed and kind of embarrassed to have to explain my whole situation. And you know, yeah. people people judge and all that. Or at least maybe that's just me. No, Kylene, <laughs> give, give me a call after the show, 212-757-4488. I have some ideas for you. Nasima, you want to okay. say also, just listen to Nasima's input here. There might, might be something. She's a very yeah. uh, special trauma well, specialist. Well, kind of what you're experiencing, first of all, congratulations on getting clean. That's really difficult to do. And what Thank happens you. is that you start to feel all those things you couldn't feel as a kid. And yeah. something really important to remember is that you're no longer that kid that you have an adult mm. nervous system and that you can, you know, sort of move through these feelings a little bit better. And something that I really suggest to a lot of my clients that can help them sort of do that is to just let yourself feel a place of grounding or just something supporting you, whatever you're sitting on, something whatever you're feeling. Stability. Or yes, like a something that's stable. Like a, like yeah, the ground beneath me to be stable. The ground beneath you, and then it gives you a little bit of context that's stable f in which you can feel these feelings. Um, because they will pass. 
They yeah, I know. Pass. I know. My dad was actually yeah. a past preacher, and I, uh, this too shall pass, and I say it every day, but... Yeah, uh, yeah. hanging that you're doing you're doing really great <laughs> and you know it's like you found happiness in whatever substances you were into but that wasn't real oh, of now, course, you, now you're, it was now you're on the path to find and then now I have to actually learn how to feel them and it's just yeah. you know yeah, yeah. You're on hard. a journey. You've gotten three quarters of the way there, Colleen. You're almost there. <laughs> so hang in there. You have a lot of good resources internally to get you yeah. through. So feel free to give us a call. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Take have care. a good day. So we have four Thanks. minutes, but I wanted to just uh, tell people about these stages of change. If you want to quit smoking, if you want to quit substance abuse, if you want to quit certain things you have to prepare you can't just do it cold turkey i mean one of the things we wanted to take for callers is how about those people who can just decide i'm not going to drink anymore i'm not going to smoke anymore. i'm not going to gamble i'm not going to be abusive i'm not going to do certain things and just all of a sudden stop it and go 30 40 50 years that's it yeah do you know anybody like that ben i do i do what do you think what is i know that? people who have been in recovery for decades Okay. Clean and sober. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like Nasima said, and it's like we heard from Kylene. I mean, when we're avoiding pain or trauma or difficult feelings with drugs and alcohol, it's almost like you're, you're pouring alcohol and pouring the drugs on top of it mm. to numb it, to quiet it, mm -hmm. to, to forget about it. And the minute we stop doing that, the feelings rage to the forefront. Yeah. Right. It's very difficult. And part of the reason why you medicate it is because you don't have the resources or the capacity to deal with it. And so at that time that you decide to stop, it might mean that somewhere along the way you've developed the resources, the maturity, mm -hmm. you've got maybe friends or a community that's you know sort of pointing you in that direction to get clean. Maybe you've made a decision in yourself, it's not worth me losing X because of Z, mm. you know. Um, and you've developed a little more resource in yourself, and, and you do have that capacity. And what people don't know about therapy, Nassim, is that what the therapist is trying to do is, as they're helping you with your symptoms, they're also trying to give you resources. Yes. So it might think that all I want to do is get this problem to go away. No, therapy is also about getting you ready for when the change is going to happen. And you might not, as a client, know that that's happening. The yeah. therapist is aware of that. We're going to post the stages of changes on our website, thepositivemindcenter.com. We're not getting to them all today. Uh, we had a lot to talk about, and we're glad we got to it. Uh, we're happy to be here at this hour, uh, and uh, we're glad you could join us. 100%, and great to be back with you both. You too, Ben. And uh, great for everybody to be back in the city after a nice break, vacation. Yes. Yeah. We'll be back next Tuesday at 11 a.m. You've been tuned into The Positive Mind. Thank you to everybody who called in and who tuned in. See you soon.